0: Live from the Denver Press Club presents the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins. Pundit, teacher and influencer, athlete and innovator. The guy has done so much with his life. Tom Winter, the multidisciplinary guy career in skiing and photography and just... He'll climb almost anything. And We'll talk to him about that a little bit later. He's climbed uh, mountains and skied them down over 19,000 feet. Unbelievable. Um, he has a quest photo. He is... Um, he has won several, several awards in photography and writing, and um, we'll talk about that as well. He's also known, very well known, for his uh, sports photography, and we'll talk more about that as well. Um, currently, he just got back from Chile, which is probably one of the most amazing countries that you've never been to, and I hope you get a chance to go in your lifetime. If you haven't, he's going to tell us all about that. He's also um, helps and does a ski magazine. Uh, called the independent skier magazine a rich media storytelling platform and he'll talk to us about that you can get it free on apple uh the apple store uh tom and his uh, lovely wife live in boulder but they also have uh some fun times in vale and all over this wonderful state of of his because he's actually from here please uh welcome to the show uh tom Winter. how are you Hi. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and I want to welcome everybody. This uh, to uh, the Denver Press Club, where the conversation begins. I am Rob Scogginger, host of uh, the Denver Press Club, presents the topic of conversation, and our wonderful uh, topic of conversation and our uh, distinguished guest is Tom Winter from uh, from the from the Boulder area. Tell us a little about who you are and uh, where you're where you're from and where your roots lie and all that good stuff, so people get to know you a little bit. Well, my roots, my, my roots lie in Colorado. I'm a Colorado native. Uh, I was
1: born here and grew up in, in Boulder and then uh, left, left Boulder and traveled all around the world, really, and uh, ended up dividing my
0: time now between Boulder and Bale. Are, the, are you the ultimate ski bum? Are you, the, are you the, like what people would, 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 would want to be? Because your life has just been so awesome um, as a skier in, in, that, in that world. Um, I can't say that I am. Because, because uh, in my travels and in, in working in the industry,
1: I've met some people who are really committed to the sport. But uh, certainly, I owe skiing a great deal. It's been an amazing ride. It's created a ton of opportunities for me. And it's been a, it's been a fantastic sport. And, of course, uh, growing up in Colorado and being in the mountain environment, uh, it it's uh, influenced me. It's been a great influencer, and and I have to thank my parents for that. And my father, in particular, for getting me started as a really young age, at two two years old. Two years old. Ski. You're <laughs> like the Tiger Woods of skiing. No, 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 no. No, no. no there's there. You're there not are, the Bodie Miller yet. No, no. I, I think <laughs> I think Bodie's Bodie's got my number, but yeah, okay. uh, but there there are obviously are a lot of uh, incredibly talented athletes sure. out there. Uh, my road has been a little different than being a pure athlete. But uh, certainly, it's. Uh, I was an athlete and, and ski raced in college and did, did all that stuff.
0: When you were a child, um, what's the closest ski resort to Boulder? Is it Winter Park or Eldora. Eldora? Eldora. Eldora. Did you sneak? Did you sneak away? Did you yes, away? I did. Did you really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you do it? Yeah. Well, um, you're like what are you 14, How you couldn't drive? Did you talk to my mom? Uh, no, I talked. I talked
1: to, <laughs> talk to your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I was I was growing up in. Uh, and, and going to Baseline Junior High, which is now uh, New Vista High School, it's uh, down on Baseline, uh, close to close to Broadway there. And for a, a couple of years, I had this—I had a season pass because I was ski racing with the local uh, ski team. Mm-hmm. And if it snowed eight inches or more, I would stash my ski gear outside the house at night, and we. You know, we had some trees and, and kind of a, you know, kind of a private property. And then I would leave like I'm going for school, drop the school backpack, pick up this, the backpack with the ski gear and my skis, walk down to Canyon, stick out my thumb and just
0: hitchhike up there. And, I, and this and I, was in the 80s this is this is yeah. late 70s uh, late 70s okay. yeah late no, was it was probably okay right no,
1: okay. Uh, you know no one had picked me up had any questions like <laughs> oh powder day kids going skiing you must have cool parents
0: <laughs> it's called a powder day yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Powder, powder day, day dude. Yeah, yeah yeah so now uh, now, now, in, now in boulder powder day is something else right
1: well yeah. I, no little, that, that sniff, was sniff.
0: that was in that was in the oh, 80s oh, now, oh, sorry. now it's right, back right. now That's it's back to
1: back to snow days but uh but you know, quite remarkable, um, really, that no one asked any questions. So I'd go and I'd, I'd, I'd be like, okay, well, I've got till about one thirty or two o'clock, and then I've got to go get on the edge of the parking lot and stick my thumb out and hitchhike back down, and uh, you know, go back and hide in the bush and change out of my ski clothes and then walk in like I'd been in school all day. And so, uh,
0: I think one year I chalked up thirty-two days. Tom, today like is that. the first day of autumn. Yes, and and there is snow up there. I mean, there's some snow in the mountains of Colorado, maybe not skiable snow, but my God, we get it fast out here, don't we? I mean, the seasons change quickly. They do, but I have to tell you that I'm, I, I kind of want summer to linger a little
1: you bit. Do? I mean, yeah. we, we had such a wet spring this year, and I, I'm not going to complain about moisture because obviously we're in a high desert environment, and it's so important for the, for the economy and for the farmers and, and, uh, and, and for everyone. So uh, I, I'm ready for some, some kind of a, a lingering uh, kind of fall where we get some warmth. We had now, a great one last
0: year. Now, when you were skiing as a child, did you and you're going down the mountain, going down the slopes? Did you realize, hey, this might make a good photo? Or did you were you sitting there going, eh, you know, I'm just having fun and doing a kid thing? Or when did you realize, hey, I, I could, I could take pictures of these people, you know, throwing snow, doing stem Christies, having some fun, doing crazy flips and dives? When did you realize this could be that? That actually came much later. Really, uh, as a, as a kid, I was just passionate about being out there, and I think it really was
1: about the freedom. Um, and I think, I think that people find freedom outdoors, uh, and, uh, it doesn't matter the sport or what you're doing, um, with your outside, with your friends, regardless of what you're doing, uh, you can really tap into freedom and in that, in that experience. So I think that's the freedom is what, what appealed to me. Okay. Uh, it, it didn't happen until many, many years later, uh, after I'd done a lot of other things that I, that I, I kind of came to, to a realization that, uh, that I could maybe make a, a living in the ski industry. And it happened um, in 89 and 90 uh, when I was living in Vail. And was Vail fun in the 80s? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, any ski town's fun. They're still fun. I, I think if you're a young kid trying to find yourself and you're a skier, a snowboarder, you probably should, should go to a ski town, figure it out. The, mountain, the mountains are amazing. I mean, it, it, it's the same as maybe moving to a beach and surfing you know these these things where you're immersed in nature i think i think we lose that a lot and i th- and i think that there's a time in your life when you have the freedom to go fully immerse yourself in nature and the experience and i would recommend that that if you're young and you have that opportunity you should probably try it
0: why is aspen like a subaru snobby and arrogant why is that
1: oh well, i i wouldn't say that no, aspen's I'm just like kidding. a subaru no, I'm just kidding. i think that's I'm just kidding. aspen's like the bentley
0: okay uh, why is aspen <laughs> why is aspen like a bentley and I... I would actually disagree. why, why is Aspen uh, so why is Aspen have a national why is that the national place to go when you think of Colorado to go skiing? I would they don't, do they have the best mountain
1: aspen is is interesting. I mean, they have four mountains there. It's an interesting valley. But my experiences in Aspen have been always fantastic, particularly the community. Uh, aspen has a town that takes care of its own and gives opportunity to young people. okay. And when I was young, I, some people there, even though I was living in Vale,
0: opened the doors for me. Would you say that to this day that Aspen still has that or that was for the sure. way, that's the way it was in the seventies and eighties?
1: Um, that's the way it was in the in the in the nineties. Oh, okay. when I was when I was connecting with people over there. I would say that it probably still is the same. I mean, there are some old school people in Aspen, they care about community. It's different from other ski towns. You know, uh, you have um, other ski towns that now are getting a lot of churn with population, yeah. and and young people don't stay around, and but Aspen has this identity that I think they do care about young people, and if you're smart and you're willing to work hard, they try to make it work for you. Now it's always going to be very difficult to make to end up living in Aspen. Obviously, we know the real estate prices there yeah, it's outrageous, the outrageous. But uh, you know, steamboats expensive, bales expensive. Uh, Denver's becoming expensive so I mean that's the problem with nice places as people move there and and it becomes harder and harder for young people to make a life there.
0: So besides the 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 communal part of Aspen and some of these ski towns what is the national appeal of Aspen? I mean why do people why do people from Switzerland and Europe and and Canada say I'm going to ski and they're going to buttermilk and they're going to the the Aspen Mountains over there.
1: Well, I think it's their branding. I think they have done a very That's good what it does. I think okay. they've
0: done a great job and they knew who
1: they are and it's a spectacular place. It's uncrowded. So is it uncrowded uh, cuz it's so expensive or is it uncrowded? I think it's distance from the Front range. It's distance from a big, uh, big population center. Um, you'll find that anywhere. And, and if you're willing to travel as a skier or 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 anyone the farther you go, you know the 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 beaches in California are crowded cuz LA is right there.
0: Now you could have chosen. You could have chosen anywhere as a youth to kind of, or as a younger man to go and and settle in. You chose Vale of all. You didn't choose Copper. You didn't choose Winter Park. You didn't choose, um, you know Breckenridge. You you chose Vale. What was the appeal of Vale back then? Well, it was a, it was a total accident actually. i I'd, I'd been going to uh,
1: graduate school at University of York in York, England. I was home in Colorado seeing my parents. I picked up a copy of the Westward and I was looking at what was next for me. And there was an ad in the classifieds in in the Westward saying, Oh, we'll give you housing and a season pass and you can come work at our ski shop. And it happened to be Vail. So I did that for one year, worked for, worked for this shop there. And it was, it was an amazing entry into the community. I mean, you had housing, you had a season pass. Everything was all very simple the pay was good. I think it was about 750 or 850 an hour, which was very good back then in 89. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: And especially when you have a skier schedule, so it was fantastic. And and that's how I ended up in Vail. And um I, st- I stayed, but uh I, but it was only because of uh the backcountry skiing around Vail. Was um was that, um, was that liquor store there, Beaver Liquor? Was it there? It was there and they had the worst ads, the worst ads. The Beaver Liquor. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. Uh, can, can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: can do you yeah. remember one? Uh, you know, I can't repeat any. Sure, you can. No, 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 because no. I can't remember them. But <laughs> I just remember they're horrible. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, kind of come get a get a get a six pack at Beaver Liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's still there, right? I mean, it's still down. I think. Uh, I, I know think it, it's still, I, I think it's I, still there. I,
1: you know, I haven't heard their radio ads, but they were notorious for these radio <laughs> ads, but. But the valley's grown a lot. And there's more sure.
0: competition, and and
1: so uh, you know now you have to stand out maybe on on value and worth versus. Uh, shock. Is it a
0: communal group? I mean, it, it, is is skiing a, a, as communal as as bike riding and as running? I mean, we see runners everywhere in this state, and it's very communal. They have a race this week, and they're going to another week. They're going to another. Bike riders do it. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. Um, do do skiers kind of stick to their mountain? Like, do they just stay? Veil people ski veil. They don't go to Copper. They say Copper stinks. They say Aspen. Do they stick to their mountains, or they, or do you guys shop around?
1: With without a doubt, there's that element. Yeah. Um, there's also a whole culture of kind of nomadic, and and I don't want to say ski bums, but there's certainly ski bums that are part of that nomadic um, athletes. People in the industry. Uh, I was just down in in Chile, as you as you mentioned. Yeah. I, I ended up staying at a place in. Feriones, which is kind of the the historic beating heart of Chilean skiing. It's a it's an hour and a half above Santiago in the mountains. And it was called Base Camp Feriones, And I got there and, and we were doing a little film festival called Flux Vejo, which is a participatory participatory film festival and, and that we were organizing. And so I, I showed up there and, and ended up staying with people from Crested Butte, with people from Quebec. From people all over, we were kind of staying in this little chalet, and uh, those people ended up traveling and and ended up meeting more friends of mine farther south in southern Chile, and and so there's kind of a, a global community of, of people that are are pretty into it, and and obviously with social media and some of the changes, it's very easy for all these people to connect. But I think if you're from the mountains, you have a connection with other people who have a love and passion for the mountains. It's easy easy commonality
0: to. To connect with people, and certainly that that helps. You're listening to live from the Denver Press Club. The topic of conversation: We have our distinguished guest Tom Winter here tonight. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host. You just mentioned you got back from Chile. Um, would you agree with me? I've been to Chile. I love Chile. Um, uh, would you agree that it's a very friendly, uh, you know, nice country? I mean, there's nothing. I, I don't. I have never had a bad time there. Chile, Chile. I,
1: it's hard for me to to say enough good things about yeah. about this country. And I want to. I want to. I want to take my hat off because they just won the Copa America. And <laughs> yeah, they got the best you know real estate. They took est- got... <laughs> out Messi and the Argentinians and Copa no. America and Santiago. So if you're a, if you're a soccer or, or a or football fan, football, uh, yeah. amazing, amazing for them. And, and,
0: and they uh, have the best real estate too. My God.
1: Well, you have. A, <laughs> it, it, the, the thing that's, that's special about Chile is that there's hardly any people there. Right. And yeah. it has an endless coastline. And it has amazing mountains. You're looking at the Andes, Andes, uh, second only to the Himalaya. But the access is fantastic. The weather's stable there, so it's incredibly special. With with just the flora and fauna and the whole environment. And the Chileans are amazing people. I mean, they're not afraid to make fun of themselves. And, and you know, that's like that's an amazing gift. If you can laugh at yourself as a culture or as a, you know, you have an identity or as a human being, you can laugh at yourself and your foibles because we. We all need a little more of that. We're we're so serious. Everyone we else, are, and now.
0: and with all these great movies coming out this season about mountain climbing and about the, the 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 man and women versus the mountain. I mean, Everest just came out. There's some more coming out. Uh, you've seen a, uh, you know, what was it 42 hours or whatever, whatever that one was when he lost his arm uh, when he was climbing. Is there anything? Is there any mountain you won't climb? Is there anything that just you're like, no, that's way too big. You know, I'm there and skiing down or whatever.
1: You know, I think it's... I approach mountains as a skier, and and most of my friends approach mountains as skiers. So we're about the down. Sure, it's not necessarily about summiting something. It's about having a cool experience and skiing some good snow. Now so you get up
0: on the helicopter and they just drop you.
1: Oh, sure, you can do that, or you, or you. Dark. We do a lot of hiking, and sure. and but really, it's about it's about snow. It's about the quality of snow, and it's about the trip. Um, sometimes the snow doesn't work out. Uh, we were just at a, a place called Loki Mai, which is a volcano in southern Chile, and got there, and it was amazing, and then that night it rained, wow. and we were in the backcountry, so we're scratching around the next two days trying to take photos and, and make it work, but uh, I was with really great people, and we couldn't summit the mountain, uh, and someone who was really said, oh, i got to climb this volcano, they might have been committed to that, but wow. for us, it's like, oh, we're up high enough, it's getting really icy and sketchy, we'll go down, and because the snow's going to be better down low, it's going to be softer, it's a warm day, and there's beers at camp, and why stress, brother? Absolutely.
0: You know? What is good snow? What is a good skiing snow? What, you know, for us novice, for people who are from back east like me and, and others who are listening who are not, you know, skiers, what is a good, what is a good snow day? Any, anything
1: that's, any kind of snow that's soft and consistent. So whether it's groomed and it's soft and you can set your edges, or it's deep and it's deep snow and powder, but it's consistent, or it's even sun-warm snow, but it's soft. And it's anything that's soft. What, know, that bra- what brand, brand of
0: ski do you ski on? I'm on a K2s right now. K2s, yeah, yeah. solid K2s. They've been around forever.
1: Been around forever. The mares ski- won a lot of Olympic medals back in the day on those things, and uh, there's a lot of great skiers on K2, so I'm pretty happy.
0: Colorado, Colorado, and skiing. Colorado, and and photography. When you realized, hey, these these kids, these 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 young people, these adults who are skiing down these mountains, this looks cool. I want to put this in a in a capsule called a picture. Um, you mentioned a little bit of when, when you saw, Hey, I could do this for a living, but re- w- really, what was the picture that you took saying, wow, this is, this is good. This is, this is something here. The, the picture that actually got me started was a, a, a photo that actually was kind of a
1: joke photo. I had a old, um, 78 VW van. I was living in Eastvale, and the thing sat there all winter <laughs> and, uh, and it had a ton of snow on the top and I, and, uh, and I was trying to get an internship with Powder Magazine. And so I put a room for rent sign in the back and sent it to them. I'm like, these guys are gonna love this because they had a shot in the back kind of kind of you know, kind of punctuation mark at the end of the magazine, sure. something humorous or different. And they'd already turned me down for an internship once because maybe my spelling was horrible. <laughs> or
0: oh, you're skipping <laughs> classes
1: going skiing. <laughs> something like that. And yeah. uh, so they turned me down once, and so I I, I sent this to them. And uh, there was a guy named Rob Story, and, and, and I've got I've to take my hat off to Rob. He's down at Telluride, and, and uh, he, he kind of opened the door for me and said, called me and said, you're in. You can come and slave for us, and we'll pay you nothing, and you have to pay your way out here. And, and I did it, but uh, I wanted to be a photographer, but the interesting thing was when I got out there,
0: yeah.
1: I discovered that I could write. So I actually focused on the writing, um, started writing quite a bit, and, and started getting published with those guys regularly and then picked up a job at the Veil Daily. And, and a daily newspaper is a fantastic place if you want to learn how to write because you have daily deadlines and you, about stuff you maybe aren't interested in and people who don't want to be interviewed because they've just been arrested. So I was on the general news beat of, of the Veil Daily and, and and one thing led to another. And then I'm like, okay, I need to pick up the camera again start illustrating my stories because some of the photographers I was working with Particularly for magazines, for features, they were missing some of the some of the storytelling shots that I needed. So I'm like, I've got to get those shots. the The quirky thing that happened in the bar, the or the old lady that I just was speaking to that like shared her, you know, her experience with me and and whatever, whatever, all these things that, they need. You know, now everyone has a camera; it's in your phone. But back then, we're shooting film and. And and the photographers are like, I've got to get the shot of the athlete doing something extreme. And I'm like, I need this storytelling shot. So I started shooting again. And uh, and very quickly things started evolving so that I ended up shooting about half half my income was writing and half my income was photography.
0: Wow. Yeah. And that was the magazine that gave you your first shot. Powder
1: magazine, yeah. Are they still yeah. around? They're still around. They do great work and, and uh you know, I still work with those guys, but uh, not so not so much as a as a paid contributor. I'm 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 trying to sell them stories sure. so they they cover things that I'm involved in, right. which is events.
0: The and then from powder, who did you go to next?
1: Powder. I ended up freelancing, and then we we launched a magazine called Freeze, which uh, had a short, brief, uh, illustrious career. It was owned by the same uh, publisher that owned Ski and Skiing back at the time. We had an amazing office at Ninth and Pearl. Uh, one of our staffers lived in part of the office when we first started. It was. Very counterculture, or very underground, and uh, as with publishing, always happens. Uh, that that group of magazines was was purchased by a larger publisher, and Freeze was axed by them because they didn't they didn't fit the fit the the model. You know, it's it's all it's all numbers. But uh, then I freelanced again, worked for free skier, and and now we're doing this independent skier project. Yeah, so, this uh, independent
0: skier project. That's the independent skier magazine online, or. Digital is that is that what it is? Or is yeah, it, it, is a, it's it's is it's it actually, as well, it's 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 fully designed. I'm doing it with a friend of mine
1: called Mark, uh, whose name is Mark Lesh, and it's fully designed for mobile devices. So nice. we built it from the ground up to be downloaded and consumed, whether it's on an iPhone or iPad. We're working on an Android version that I hope to have uh, we hope to have launched this this fall, and that's uh and it's free uh, on the, right now on the Apple uh, App Store. And we wanted to start experimenting with different storytelling methodologies uh, because we'd, we were print refugees, Mark and, and, and myself. And and so we, we said, well, how do we combine what's happening now in media? Video, uh, links to websites, social media, all these things. So we started fooling around with this, launched it on Kickstarter. People gave us money. They got some T-shirts and some other things like that that, are worth nothing, sure, and, uh, and they let us and they let us go spend their money on this experiment. But it's we're, we're now three years old and it's working, and so thank you everyone who who you know gave us twenty bucks and got a T-shirt. That's thank awesome.
0: You. Yeah, it, it's amazing how Kickstarter can can work. I mean, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah and yeah. you put throw it out to your friends, throw it out to people, and if they like it, they'll do it. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. So
1: so I hope I hope that anyone who's listening go check it out. Uh, it, it's it's been really fun to be able to combine words, photos, videos. Uh, links to social media and and do something that's just for fun.
0: The um the amazing thing about you is that you are a a free a free writing the free writing team is just just guys who just go out is it obviously there's there, there's smoke you know there's when you go to a ski resort there's there's mountains you're supposed to go down yeah, that's what you paid for you paid to go right. out to ski uh, but there's a thing called the backcountry uh where, where, where uh, you know avalanches happen crazy things happen is that is that your group? Sure, sure. And and this, this evolves more from
1: what uh from from my background and in actually in, in shooting photography, because whenever you're shooting inside the confines of a of a ski area, it's very difficult to get grade A publishable photos. There's you know, always someone who maybe cuts in front of you or the snow is tracked out. So most of the really Amazing photography you see in a a ski magazine today, whether it's powder or skiing, the the really beautiful stuff, the great landscapes, the great action, the untracked snow. That's going to be shot outside the the boundaries of a resort, or it'll be shot in a resort in closed terrain where the public doesn't have access to it. Um, I started skiing outside the ropes when I was young. outside the ropes yeah 15 16 obviously it's it's evolved as i've gotten older and more sophisticated but yes it's a it's it's unmanaged terrain it's more natural it doesn't have to be dangerous you can go go out there and and do mellow stuff obviously when you're 28 29 you're doing more risky things Um, as you get more experience do more risky things you go for bigger lines bigger exposure Avalanches are definitely a a, a job hazard. Um, unfortunately, we've we've lost some some people in the community to avalanches or to falls where you, they can't stop and and they get damaged and and don't survive the, the injuries. But uh, but that you know the wild terrain is really I'm very attracted to the wild terrain, and I think there's a lot of other people. We've seen a lot of growth in that side of the industry right now.
0: When we come back after the break, we're going to talk to Tom Winter more about how the X Games has changed the world of of uh, skiing and we'll also talk a little bit more about his worldly adventures all over the all over the planet i mean he's been to alaska we'll talk about that switzerland and we'll talk a little bit more about his world of photography and this big thing that uh, is coming up soon called the big picture he's going to tell us a little bit about how that works too we'll be back right after the break i am rob scoggins this is the denver press club presents the topic of conversation and we'll be back right after the break thanks Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity, and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867, and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. Want to hear the governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper, sing? Well, if you do, come to the Denver Press Club's hilarious Gridiron Show, a night of political and critical satire that features big names from all over Colorado's political and media world. It happens on Friday, October 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Ryan Theater on the University of Denver campus. Tickets cost only $15. You can purchase your tickets at blacktie-colorado.com, then go to the calendar section, and then click on October 2nd. Enjoy your time at the hilarious Gridiron show done by the Denver Press Club welcome back everybody uh this is the denver press club where the conversation begins i am rob scoggins your host and this is the denver press club presents the topic conversation we're having a great talk tonight uh, about topics from uh snowing to photography to to you know beaver liquor uh here at the denver press club tonight with tom winter he is a uh, uh, native of colorado he's from boulder and grew up in Boulder and has lived in several different spots all over the uh, state of Colorado. But now he's back in Boulder with his lovely wife. And they're having a, a good, good, uh, a good good, time uh, traveling the world and, and doing fun stuff. And you just, here you are. And you've been to uh, Alaska. You have been to Madagascar. No, you've been to Alaska, Chile, uh, Switzerland, and um, Haynes, Alaska as well. And also at, at the part of Alaska, and of course France. Um, great places to ski and great places to visit. What was the favorite one? What do you have you have a list of you know from one to ten that that you love to ski or have that bucket list as we all know? Well,
1: well, I think that that I'm a sucker, just like many other people, for Italy. Oh, okay. and, and that's and that's not just because of the mountains; they have amazing mountains there, but it's for the food, the culture, the people. They're fantastic. What about Spain? Spain, I like, but I haven't spent as much time there, oh, so okay. I, I can't speak to that. But you know, yeah. Chile, obviously, um, yeah.
0: even here in Colorado and in Switzerland as well. France, been. I mean, France has that allure France, for women, not not so much for us guys. Women love France. We're kind of just like whatever. I, I think France is is great. I, I think really that that the people make the places. So mm-hmm.
1: it's it's how you connect with people there, the locals, and 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 kind of what kind of doors they open for you. And so I've been lucky, and I've been to a lot of places where people have been awesome. Um, one trip comes to mind, particularly Bulgaria, where oh, yeah. uh, where the hospitality was fantastic, and uh, the people were great, and, and the weather turned out to be perfect. We had a lot of snow. That, that was a good trip.
0: Because they, people in Bulgaria, and I, I've worked with people from Bulgaria, people in Bulgaria are very nice to Americans because if you tell one American that a Bulgaria is great, and you tell another, and, uh, and that an American goes home and tells another person, how many is that? Two. No, it's 11. 11. Oh, 11. Yeah, so 11. <laughs> I so Bulgaria. Yeah. Uh, well, and um, but it's 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 um it's a beautiful area over there. Now, when you came back from Bulgaria, uh, and then where'd you ski next? Um, I skied in uh, Zermatt,
1: Switzerland. What? Well, I went for Bulgaria. I went Sof- oh, you didn't Sofia. Come back to Sofia. <laughs> come back to America. Okay. No, I went. I went straight to something called the Swatch Cup, but that's that's another story. People good there. People are good there, I mean, you know mountain people are great when you when you meet people who are uh, connected to the landscape and the environment they grew up in uh they're great, and uh, of course, I was lucky enough to grow up on the on the front range and and so you have some commonality i think it's it's like anyone who grows up close to nature you're going to be able to
0: connect with those people yeah, there's a, in a lot of in a diversity nice in Boulder, they're wide and rich, yeah, well, it's true, yeah, although
1: I saw i <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is true. I mean, yeah. I mean, have you been there lately?
0: <laughs> yes, I have.
1: They have Land Rovers and Porsches.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, Boulder is not Fantastic. is not the most you know diverse city or town even. Now, uh, sorry, it.
1: there's Audis and
0: Subarus. <laughs> <laughs> Did, um, are you are you CU Boulder grad? No, 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 no.
1: I went to I went to University of Puget Sound out in uh, Tacoma, Washington. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. So big... just just south of Seattle and. Uh, Tacoma was a little, a little rough around. I just but that whole part of the world has, changed as well, just like it's changing here.
0: It is changing here. We'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> now, the world of X Games. I mean, X Games has just changed not only your profession in photography and reporting on the world of, of skiing and snow uh, sports. It has changed the, the face of, uh, of everything. I mean, and they're using bicycles to go down the mountain. You know, snowboarding's not that old. It's old, but it's not that old. And they're just doing crazy stuff now. I mean, I saw a bicycle on skis, and that's an X-Game event now. What the heck is going on?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that that is still an X-Game okay. event, that ski biking thing. But there's there's no doubt that ESPN and what they did with the X-Games property has is, is really changed, uh, changed, changed the sport and changed visibility and changed opportunities for athletes. And we've certainly seen that with the Olympics. I don't think that we would have seen snowboarding a pipe in the Olympics without the X Games, Winter X. And I don't think we would have seen ski, definitely not ski halfpipe, in the Olympics without Winter X. And that's a huge opportunity for athletes. And And obviously there's a lot of athletes who are, who come to Colorado and train for this. Breckenridge in the early season is a, is a hotbed. And, it, and I would say anyone in, in November, you want to go watch Olympic athletes train. There's going to be some in Breckenridge. There'll be some at Keystone. Training in those parks uh, for early season and and the caliber has become incredibly high and And that started being with with winter x and uh, and that was a crested butte, I think, the first winter X they had years and years and years ago
0: now, Sean White, obviously one of the more notable people who practice and train in Colorado, is it true that you know he's a you know uh, snowboarder. Is it true that he has his own little mountain? I mean, I know you can buy an island, but he bought a mountain.
1: You know, I can't say to that, I think I think that rumor, that might be a rumor, I think that started when he rented out Silverton, oh, okay. uh, so uh, Jen and Aaron Brill operate a, a little place called uh, Silverton Mountain Resort, it's a, a very interesting place, uh, kind of a, a very raw, bare bones place, one lift, some guided skiing, they open it for part of the year without, without guides, where you can go in, in certain zones, but there's no grooming, everything's steep and i believe that one year when he was training for the olympics he uh because they had uh, they have a lot of privacy up there it's a remote location he, they don't want to show up their tricks
0: i mean that's what exactly I they don't exactly want, they don't so want he was to know what's gonna happen. so
1: they built they built a, a super pipe up there for him and they uh they started training and and he was doing tricks really because you don't want to show your cards before a big event like sure. winter x and if you have something new uh and it's and it's special. Uh, Uncork that thing at the Olympics. I mean, sure. you know, go, oh, yeah. gold gold medal is
0: it's yours if you can land that run. It's huge. It's huge, and of course, the uh, when you were in Chile just recently, was were you getting a vibe from Rio for the Olympics the 19, uh, 2016 Summer Games? You know, I wasn't. I wasn't.
1: Um, Chile. What we what we were doing? We were in kind of in the mountains. I was with skiers and. The Summer Olympics and in warm weather seems pretty far away in the middle of the winter in the Andes. So we we're we we're working on some world a free ride world tour qualifying events. We were able to pull one off in Penitentes, Argentina. And so that's important because the the free ride world tour, of course, that's a like totally different to the X Games or or the Olympics. And that's one person against a huge mountain face. You're judged. And we're looking to develop develop more opportunities for athletes and certainly latin america getting people who ski down there being able to qualify for the elite world tour that's a that's a big part
0: of what. in I'm free doing. riding you just ride it down and then, who judges that i mean how do they judge that when you're that high up off cameras and helicopters and
1: um it's it's usually judged by by a panel of judges wow. looking across the valley with a clear view at the face and they're looking for overall impression wow. so so Uh, what helps you with that overall impression, discontinuous lines. If you're, if you're skiing or snowboarding a line, it's broken cliffs, you're dropping cliffs and then adding style into that, doing tricks off the cliffs, maybe a spin or a grab, things like that. And aggression those all go into factoring the overall impression of is is a skip. grab
0: when you grab the skis sure or your snowboard or your snowboard yeah. and and cliffing is just finding a cliff and going off
1: yeah exactly dropping off a cliff no, no so problem. any any kind of dis, discontinuous terrain in a, in a free ride event is going to up the degree of difficulty of line so it's if you can if you can do that it's it's better for your overall score do you ever
0: think of wearing a parachute while you're doing this
1: you know i don't i don't compete anymore right. doing this I mean, stuff do but, the kids uh, no, 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 no. They don't need. They don't need parachutes. Yeah. They don't need the, <laughs> the peanut gallery. But uh, but uh, no. The in, in free riding it's really overall impression. Um, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty controlled environment for these athletes, and uh, so you can actually go to freerideworldtour.com, watch some of the winning winning videos, and and there's like actually a Colorado kid as a rookie won wow. the overall. Tour last year, George now, Rodney.
0: When you're looking at the mountain, you're seeing this kid coming down. Does it look like a little Smurf coming down the mountain? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Does it look like a, just this uh, little tiny Smurf uh, just going? You know, on you know. The, the, the joke
1: is the way that the, way that the way that the fashion's going because they're all wearing really bright colors. They're so like little skittles. Yeah, skittles. a skittle. Like you drop a skittle, like right. like like maybe maybe you're like okay, you're on a fight. Well, we Front, just, frontier, you buy your own skittles because they charge like ten bucks sure. for a pack of skittles. You're grabbing one and then it drops <laughs> off, goes down your. Oh God! Underneath the chair. So it's Skittles. Skittles. So Eminem yeah. Nars is now happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skittles. Yeah, so
0: not yeah. Smurfs, but Skittles.
1: Yeah, Skittles. They 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 have a, a million dollar a year retainer right really? now. Really? Just for saying that, dude. On, on this show. Well, they called me. They're like, you're that, going on the show, man. We got to get you yeah, under contract. Let's get
0: those kids, let's yeah. Skittles. We'll talk. We'll talk. Later. Free Skittles for everyone. I I just have to ask you this because you're you're from Colorado. Yeah, you're, you've you've lived in Vail You've done you've done your you know you're a Colorado guy. When you travel to France and Chile and these places, are you as are you as exotic to them? Are you as exotic to them as they are to you? Do they think you're just dude? You're so American. You're like the dude. You're like the guy we picture coming down a slope, dude. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. Hurdie whatever they say. No, no. <laughs> I mean are you that are you as exotic to them as as they no, are? Either? No, no, no. We're all
1: we're all part of the same culture. I mean the, you know, look 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 the cultural things in skiing and snowboarding, they're magazines, they're athletes, their it's products, their destinations, their people. It's all it's you know, it's all it's all being communicated. Sure. And and and, and, and today even more so. It, everyone knows what's going on, everyone knows who everyone else is.
0: What's your favorite place to ski in Colorado? What what would you like if if I was calling I was your I'm your buddy from back east, I'm calling you, hey Tom, man, I'm coming out. What's the best place to go for like a tourist that's only, you know, basically skied on the Appalachian Trail? <laughs> I think they speed hike that and get busted at the end of their trip, but <laughs>
1: Uh, no, 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 th- no, I would have to, I would have where to would say, you say, I would, that? I would still have to say Vail because that's really? where my, that's where my career, really, that's where my career started. And you're not
0: just being a homer, are you? Do I, mean, I look? Luck- no, I don't know. I mean, you're saying, no, <laughs> you know, you didn't, you didn't say copper. You didn't say something, no, I, something I, I, down I, south. No,
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reasons why. Huh. You can punch me if you think no, I'm No, I don't know. I don't or, know enough. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> because, because that's really where my career yeah. uh, was launched okay. and, uh, Mm-hmm. And I, and I lived in, a, in in a little ski bum shack at the very end of the valley, the east end of the valley, and I and I and I could ski home every day, and it, you know and it was, it was amazing, and there's still amazing backcountry skiing in that area with the Gore Range and some other places, so uh, so it's still very near and dear to my heart, and I I ski there more. Than I ski any
0: anywhere else. So in, you in want Colorado. your friends and family and people who know you when you travel. Hey, go to Vale. It's a great place, and, it's, and, it, and it is. It's a wonderful. Well, I, I think town. they
1: just want to come because they want to sleep on my floor. No. <laughs>
0: it's a free place to stay. You're
1: like, oh, dude, get, where, can I come <laughs> ski Vale? I hear it's really good. <laughs> You're listening
0: to the topic conversation here at live from the Denver Press Club, and I am Rob Scoggins, your host, and we have a a great guest who's also a member of the club here, as well as I am, and uh, Tom Winner, uh, a photographer and extreme. I, I want to call you extreme skier when you were younger because you were—you were the one of the first. You were like the the Tony Hawk, you know that group of guys who were doing it way before these these little you know surfer guys realized. Hey man, we can do it all year long. Oh cool man, the mountain. lake, I mean, the water froze. Let's ski it,
1: all right, bro? Dude,
0: dude, that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you were one of the first. I mean you you were that group of guys that did it yeah, first. Yeah, we we're we
1: we're I was part of I, I wouldn't say I was part uh the first, but I I was part of a rebirth of a of a generation where there was a rebirth of interest in in mountains and kind of this free riding in in, in North America. And and that was very interesting. Was I mean a 100 cool... years
0: ago they couldn't because they didn't have they were skiing on wood skis. Now sure, you're skiing sure, on fiberglass sure. and and shards of glass right, and right. all those other stuff. And
1: and the, and, and kind of the, and at least in when you're looking at North American skiing history the, the the there was there were some people doing stuff in the early 70s and then there was the whole f- freestyle movement, you know, mogul skiing and doing flips and and big kickers and and that happened and then and then uh and then people started getting sued. So <laughs> <laughs> so that that ended. Yeah. Um but then resorts kind of figured it out. They started allowing snowboarding and then the, and then terrain parks and so so when that first started happening and, and skiing saw a bit of rebirth, uh, definitely influenced by snowboarding and, and, uh, and some of the new things that were available, hat pipes or, or that. And then, and then there was a whole rebirth of going out into the more natural environments as well.
0: Okay. The second year of uh, cannabis being legal in the state of Colorado, um, it has been very associated with snowboarding and, and, and the world of skiing and the world of just you know, extreme sports. Does that help Colorado now because everybody from around the world is going to come here now? Or it, has, it, has it helped? Has it hurt? Have you seen anything uh, out there on the slopes that, it's, that it's, it's disturbing to some parents or they don't care?
1: This is, this is a very interesting question. I think it's very timely. And, and this is something that obviously uh, the tourism industry is, uh, particularly people who market it, um, are concerned about. Um, it's it's something that my friends who serve on the Vale Town Council are concerned about, and and how you protect the, the Vale brand and and what happens. Uh, the reality is, anytime anyone goes on vacation anywhere, for the most part, they're looking to have fun, and and particularly people are going, say, on skiing or snowboarding vacations. So I'm not going to say that uh, that marijuana or opportunities to drink too much or or to do dumb things or to to do whatever. You wanted on vacation in Colorado. It didn't exist. It certainly did. I think, I think most people who are savvy and and grounded in what's going on understand that. That understand that um, ski towns have always attracted risk takers and people who are looking to party, and and that always happened. So, um, the question with legalization is how people who maybe aren't experienced and, and people have always gone crazy on their vacations and done dumb things and. You know, gotten married to someone random in vegas because they were drunk or whatever <laughs> so so it's Get always married
0: to someone random in vale now yeah
1: yeah, yeah you can't well i, I don't know. You know you'll you'll fall asleep sleep before the vows happen i think it's too much for you to take
0: you know <laughs> stay away from the edibles
1: don't yeah, they, eat that they, that, yeah, that third brownie yeah. was a bad idea I mean, so, the, four, the, four seasons, yeah, the,
0: uh, the four seasons is right but, there yeah
1: but uh but the what people need to understand are, and, and what I've heard, because I've actually, as a journalist, I've, re- I've reported on this and I've covered it because it's obviously uh, it, it's something people want to know, is that here, the reality is just as though you're going to a bar and drinking, responsibility is still paramount. And sure. if you do dumb things and if you smoke in public, that's illegal. And yeah. you, you obviously. <laughs> We're talking about bail. <laughs> All right. So yeah. at least at, use some common sense. I mean, yeah. use some common sense. Use some respect. If you're on a gondola and there's a family there and they have little kids. And, and they're you and behind your, you. And you and your bros are in the gondola car with them. You know, use some respect. And, and understand also that, that uh, it is about respect. Yeah. And it is about respect. And it's also understand that there are certain cases where if you are smoking marijuana and you're creating your rental car down the snow-covered road and you put it in a ditch and the police happen to come along to help you get out, that's a DUI yeah. waiting to happen. So use some respect. Respect the, respect the, your other fellow vacationers. Yeah. Respect the locals. Respect respect it. And if you have questions, ask. Um, ask and people will tell you wh- what's appropriate in the environment you are and just respect that and and but uh, you know unfortunately that's maybe too much to ask of some people but those people then might find their time
0: uh, spend spend a night
1: or two in jail yeah i totally
0: i'm totally with you there you know that's a great advice for people who are listening um to the show and and want to come to colorado just you know realize if you're from out of the state you can get it but just you know ask the locals and they'll tell you which way to go? Yeah, and, how to yeah. Go. and
1: you and use some common sense. Sure. I mean, use some common. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. That's all my. You know, everyone I know who is involved in this industry, the ski industry, and as, particularly if they're involved in the resort industry, they ask that their guests use some respect. And the other thing that's very important to understand as well is that most of our ski areas, once you're out of the base area, you're on federal lands. Wow. So all of a sudden, anything that happens, <laughs> federal land. That's that's federal law. Okay, you're violating federal law. So so educate yourself on that. Then also understand there's something called the skier's responsibility code, and it oh, that? and that and that handles all sorts of things. How you're supposed to act on the slope, how you yield, and what happens to you if you're involved in an accident and you're under the influence and of anything. Okay, so so educate yourself and respect respect these things because if you show a little respect, it goes a long way, and you won't have any problems.
0: Because ski patrol will find you, right? <laughs> they
1: may not but i'll tell you the sheriff might yeah. and and, and well, the patrol and, might get and, high and, with you you never know and and well there's been some bad accidents with people people hitting other people sure. in out of control situations and so we want to see respect in the mounds and know there's other people out there and and show some respect
0: and you'll be in Vail most of the winter
1: i um, will be in Vail until about the, uh, 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 january and then uh, and then the travel starts and then i'm
0: then i'm off you have a big thing coming up Uh, called First Frost. It's the second annual First Frost. Very successful kickoff last year with about 150 folks. It's at the Denver Press Club. It's right here uh, at uh, at 1330 uh, Glenarm. And you can have some fun uh, with us. Uh, I'll be here. And of course, Tom Winter is the uh, chief host. And it's from 630 to 1130 p.m. And it's October 30th. And how can they tell us a little bit what First Frost is and then and then, how can they? How can the listeners and people get involved? So, for, first
1: frost is is our winter uh, kickoff party, really for the for the Front Range. It's a benefit for the Denver Press Club and the Colorado Avalanche Information Center, and they do great work doing forecasting and keeping people safe out there and, and giving them information and supporting education and, and classes and things like that. Because obviously, avalanches are are a, a big risk in Colorado. We have more people die in avalanches here than anywhere else in
0: the world generally on average that's one of so, my biggest fears is that that's the way uh, i'm I might go I, i'm I'm terrified that's why I don't ski I'm terrified of avalanches well you're you're Just safe if you're terrified
1: you're safe if you stay Denver but uh so th- they do good work and then of course the Denver press Club a historic building here um amazing place there's been a lots of a lot of uh, Pro- uh, Pulitzer prize winners here and and all sorts of very talented people Teddy Roosevelt's been through here so we have a a great building here and it it takes some money to upkeep this and 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 keep it in in functioning so this this party is a a big winter kickoff party it's a a come one come all photo contest you have until october 2nd to get your photos in there you can find directions on our facebook page our community page it's called first frost and it's a community page and there's entry forms there and and how to enter it costs free free entry free, free entry free entry of course and so we have a jury, Kerry Basquetta, who's the director of photography for Ski and, and Skiing Magazines, is the heads of our jury. We've got some great jurors, uh, professional photographers, and very accomplished people on that jury. They pick the finalists. And so what type of photos are you guys looking for? What we're looking for, winter, looking for winter winter in Colorado. Okay. Winter in Colorado, we're looking for, and, and you also have to be based in Colorado, tender. So this is very Colorado-centric. Uh, but we so if have,
0: I took a picture of Idaho, I'm out. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, what I got. <laughs> please, please, please don't start to cry. I, I see, I see, I see, But, but uh, so winter, in, winter in Colorado is the, and it can be anything. Action, okay. action, landscapes, uh, snowflakes, whatever you know. Your dog playing in the snow. Winter in Colorado, and our, our jury picks the finalists. We ask that these people professionally uh, mount them or or uh, do do some work to frame them. Okay. Uh, you know whether whether they want to use. Uh, you know, their own framing hack some rustic wood or
0: <laughs> rustic wood
1: or um you know read art and imaging they've got framing materials and they can give you advice on how to make it look really nice. And I think this year you want to make it look nice because this year actually we're gonna offer these these photos up for for auction. So photographers, oh, okay. the finalists will get a chance to say, okay look look I spent fifty bucks on framing this so then you the the base auction starts at sixty, and we go on up, and that money goes go, obviously goes to benefit the Colorado Avalanche Info Center. And we have a great DJ, Powtron. Uh, he's he's going to be here, throwing it down. You can find him on SoundCloud if you want to listen to some of his tracks. Pound, Powtron. Powtron.
0: Powtron, and he does some. Is some... that is that a you know Decepticon that didn't make the team or what was that? No, no, he's a DJ, and oh, he a he's, DJ. he's he's
1: he's going to be spinning spinning here that night. And uh, so we have the photo. Exhibit. We've got drink specials. Upslope Brewing is another one of our sponsors They're nice. providing some uh, some beer for us and and uh, lots of door prizes and other things. So the second
0: we, annual, yeah. first frost.
1: And tickets are available via blacktie.com. Okay.
0: Yeah. So and that's awesome. So blacktie.com. Check it out. And it's October 30th. It'll be from 6:30 to 11:30 p.m. or whenever you know people get starting to get kicked out. Um, it, it's called First Frost, Second Annual. To benefit the avalanche now obviously you're benefiting the the uh, avalanche hotline that's near and dear to you because you've, you've lost some friends in, in in the world of avalanches is that true
1: yeah that's that's the grim reality of, of some of the work we do and and the mountain environments that pe- people are in and and you're definitely out there and it's an uncontrolled environment and, and avalanches do happen and, and it's uh, part of part of the game so
0: it's uh, it's unfortunate and- is there any way uh, and obviously we' we'll, I'll learn this on the 30th when we, when when me and the crew all come to this benefit. Is there a way to outrun an avalanche? Is there something you can do? Is there any, I mean, it's not like an alligator, but I mean, it's, it's um, anything you can do. If, if they're
1: big, no. No. no, no. Nothing. No no, no. no, nothing. I mean, obviously, snow moves in a lot of different ways on, on mountains, and it depends on the pitch and the face and, and all sorts of other factors. So yeah. there are small avalanches, there are large avalanches, but but once again, Colorado with a continental snowpack it's this is a high-risk snowpack it doesn't stabilize it can it can keep big instabilities for for months at a time and and then they can go so so it's it's with and and with the the ski and snowboard population here and with the growth of -of out-of-bounds and backcountry skiing so this is important that people get educated so that's that's why they're one of the reasons that we're supporting them that they need the funding and and then, of course, also the Denver Press Club, which is a special place. Yeah, here exactly. Right. If you did, this is a good. Actually, I'd like yeah. to say this is a good opportunity for people who are not members to come in and experience this place because you have to be a member to come in and, and enjoy it. But you can come in for this party; it's open to everyone, and it's a, 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 and get a taste of, of of a very special historic venue.
0: Absolutely, come to the Denver Press Club, and you just go to Black Tie Dash Colorado. Dot .com to find out what's coming up and you can get your tickets. It's called First Frost. It's the second annual First Frost. Uh 150 people showed up last year. I can't imagine we can't double that number this year. It's from 6:30 p.m. to 11:30 p.m. October 30th. Uh you can get your tickets once again at blacktie-colorado.com. Tom Winner, um tell people how they can find you, where they can, you know, look for your next stuff and and, and other things if they want to follow you and and get to know you on the uh World Wide web and digital media how can they do that i think they talk to you first talk to me first <laughs> tom winter uh, no. is over uh, there yeah the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we'll have you as <laughs> a screen <in> <laughs> no uh, you, you uh tom winter media is my twitter feed so we do a breaking news feed on uh, on twitter for ski and snowboard related news mountain mountain news and and that's a kind of an insiders thing so tom winter media you can find me on Facebook. You can find me at TomWinterMedia.com. That's my website.
0: And, and some uh, wonderful can... pictures. I mean, just wonderful, wonderful stuff. And you sell it too. I mean, that's for sale. Some of that stuff, right? Some of those pictures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of those have been sold. So they've been sold. They're called prints, right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No, it's no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the photography's been great, and and but but. Uh, Come 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 to first frost, and you'll see a lot of other stuff that's that's just I would say equally as good. Tom, are you ready?
0: Are you? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, you're there's, the...
1: no, there's some there's there's a great community here of, of of ski and snowboard photographers and action sport people. So uh, I I've, I'm honored to be one of them, and and thank you for your compliments. Oh, absolutely.
0: And here here we go. Are you ready for Rob's fast five questions? No. Okay. Well. Tell me when you're ready. One, one minute. Okay. Right. Uh, Maybe uh, 30 uh, minutes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, seconds. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> when you're skiing down a mountain and let's say it's your favorite mountain, um, what are some of the things you think about?
1: Well, really, when you're when you're in the moment, you're completely in the moment. I think that's the attraction of these kind of action sports, regardless of what you're doing because of the speed, the environment, you're not thinking about anything else. You're completely in the moment and 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 so there you have it.
0: You're just you just in the moment looking. you the, looking, moment, at the yeah. looking at the view and making sure you don't fall, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in the moment. It's all it's all it's yeah. all rush and adrenaline. Who do you admire? I mean, in the world of in the world of skiing. I mean, it could be past, present, future, or kids you you've seen that wow, they're going to be huge someday. Or just who who do you like out there? Who 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 should we like too? I think you should like the Mirror
1: Brothers. They're okay. old school. They do a lot of cool stuff. Um, they're they're still skiing and and they've raised an amazing family and and i'm lucky to know some of those people and and they're still out in yakima they're very down to earth and very humble Um, i think we should admire chris davenport i mean he's a future hall of famer colorado guy skied all the 14 years in one year and um, he's done some amazing stuff i think there's another person who flies very much under the radar who's a very special friend of mine who's been very inspirational to me is joe valone Um, He's a guide in Le Grave, France, Uh, uh, has done a lot of education in America and taught people as a European uh, registered guide. He's reached that guide standard in Europe, which is a very difficult standard to reach, and that is seen as a true legitimate profession there, whereas skiing is definitely not seen so much as a serious job here. He's trained a lot of U.S. guides, does a lot of courses. He's a very special human being. Uh, there's the list goes on and on. Sure. I, I have to admire my dad. He was used to patrol it at ABASIN and taught <laughs> me how to ski, so it's it, it's his fault. So uh, in, in some ways, so he's still with us? Him. He's still with us, so yeah. Yes. yeah. So he's he still skiing? You know, he gets a few days uh, in really? a year. So yeah, he likes it when it's sunny and warm. You sure. but of course it, you know, so he he's earned it. Yeah.
0: The um the 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 cha- the, the idea um of, of skiing. And the freedom of skiing obviously is a huge, huge part of your life, and has been a part of your life. I think all of your life. We're, we all hit an age. We all have. We all get older. We all. We all age. At, at this point in your life, and, and you're still a very, very young man. But when you look up at a mountain, uh, is there one that you never got to because you just never got there? And you're like, man, if I was younger, I would tackle that mountain and ski down it.
1: I think you know. Is the there one that you missed? Um... You know there there are there are many that I've missed and and can you tell us a few? Um, I'm hoping that I might get to them oh. at some point. So I don't <laughs> want to let other people know about some of these big, uh, big ski mountaineering. <laughs> you greedy bastard! I am a greedy <laughs> bastard. But uh, but, uh as typ- as typical to, to skiers, you know, I've had a few knee surgeries. So yeah. you know, right now, can you give
0: us one that you're you know kind of waiting to do or haven't done?
1: You know. Probably, probably some there's probably some dis- descent in in Europe uh, in the Chamonix area where there there truly you fall you die, uh, big wow. ex- big exposure like that. Um, where,
0: what's the name of that mountain? I don't want to go near it. <laughs> <'Cause they're...
1: laughs> uh, you know, there's 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 a few. There's okay, a few. there's a few, but uh, but uh, but uh, you know any kind of terrain, um, big big lines where the exposure is like if you fall you die and there's and and now. I am no longer at the game where I want to play that. You okay. know, I can't play sure. I can't play that game you're anymore. You're in an age where you're, yeah, where, where, where you're like okay, I've I've got other things and I've I've, I've made it this far so I don't want
0: to I
1: I want to kind of try to go the distance now.
0: We're um, not going to get one name of these mountains out of you, and there's just one.
1: Um, you know, some of the stuff some of the stuff in Chamonix have to get, I get to me. Okay. Um, there's there's a couple couple of scents the there that are that are huge uh, beautiful
0: committed lines. Um, that now I think they're probably a little out of my league. The way you talk about it, it's so it's so elegant. It's so it's so alluring. It just makes it makes me want to go out there and do it. I'm not going to, but it makes me want to. And and I think that's 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 the joy of of your stories and and your writing and your pictures. But I think you um, should go because I, I don't think it's about doing. I'll something go, e- but I'm not going to go down it.
1: No, I don't think it's about. <laughs> I I don't, I don't think I don't I don't think I don't think it's about doing something extreme. Yeah. You know, I think it's about being out there where you can really be in the moment, where where you forget the mortgage. You forget that some guy just backed into your car and dented it in the, you know, Walmart parking lot. Um, it's being truly in the moment, and 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 I don't think that you have to be in 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 moments where you could die doing what you're doing. Um, you know, that's that's something obviously that people who've been doing these things for years and years and years we work up to those those moments. But just to be in the moment and to be intertwined with nature, and to and to forget all that stress. And I think that's anyone can do that. So I would I would encourage you to go go out there and and it doesn't have to be skiing or snowboarding, it could be anything.
0: Have you been close to death?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm lucky to be I'm lucky to be here talking to you, for sure. What
0: was the mountain that got you?
1: Um I was I was in the Gore Range and got caught Where's in Where's the Gore Range? The Gore Range is outside of Vail. So it divides it divides Eagle County from Summit County. Yep. And uh, I was caught in an avalanche there and and, and I should have died. I was I was snagged by a little 3 foot high tree before I went into the oblivion, and uh it ripped ripped my leg apart and it after was a long here. it was a long crawl out of out of there so uh
0: that was that was a big adventure and how um, soon after earth. that accident and your recovery were you saying I'm going to go do this again Um the next one really Yeah yeah so a I, year later year Yeah later. yeah what yeah the so
1: the, the injury is pretty bad my, my knee was ripped apart. I had my femurs dented in a couple of places. So that was a, it was a pretty long, long rehab. But by the middle of the summer, you're ready to go again. It was interesting because
0: I went back up and skied that same line two years later. Wow. It was a little spooky. You were a gutsy guy. It was a little spooky. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it yeah, was. Yeah. And 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 you just felt like you know you're not going to get me, mountain or or how, no, how does it's that not. Feel, no, no Does no. that feel like a near death experience? You're like I'm going to go do it again. I mean, it? No,
1: because because uh, the you know the the circumstances that led to that moment, uh, in in hindsight, yeah, we we made some mistakes and there's some there were some things, but the mountain's never going to be the same way. The weather, the snow, everything changes constantly there. So uh, we we went back. It was a, a more cautious approach, and it was. It was, it was ready to go.
0: Is there nothing that Tom Winter won't won't go down? There's no mountain out there that, besides maybe, I don't know. I mean, is there anything out there that's just like, heck, no?
1: I, I have no. I'm I have
0: not no. going down that one.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked a little about that. I'm, yeah, you know, getting getting older. I have no interest to go to Everest. Yeah. I don't think. I think it seems crowded, and uh, you know, I know people have trendy tried to, people try. Oh, so <laughs> as, so people
0: so been there and done that, right? I just paid twenty thousand dollars to go up Everest. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, <laughs> but I flew. I got a helicopter. <laughs>
1: that's that's all the only way I'd go up. I don't want to be caught in the yeah. line of people marching up thing. there to their death. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm not. I'm not really interested in going to to tag like big mounds that are big mounds that are on the, the name of the hit, sports watch hit hit the tag. Yeah, no, no. T- oh, yeah. oh,
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: To right, right, right. yeah, yeah. go, it's just go, go summit things that are big mountains that people are. Oh wow! I, I climbed that mountain. It's a for for me. It's a it's going to places that are have that are interesting mountains, but also have interesting culture around them sure. and inter- an interesting people there. Because it's getting much. Obviously, I'm. I, I want to tell stories because I'm still as a journalist covering this stuff, but also from a personal level, you want to meet the you want to meet people. I mean, that's what makes trips really is. You can have the worst snow and, and maybe net, get on skis or, or not get on skis at all. But if you meet great people, it's an awesome trip. And, and so that's that's what it's all about, really.
0: An awesome trip. We'll end it right there. Thank you so much for being on the show. If you're interested in finding more about what he's doing with his life and where he's going next, Independent Skier Magazine, it's a free app on Apple. Check it out. Tom Winter, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, you, Rob. You You bet. Of course, I couldn't do the show without my incredible crew and staff. They are outstanding. They keep the show going. They keep me up and going. They keep themselves up and going, and we just do it weekend and week out every Wednesday night here at the Press Club. I want to thank Will, my director, producer, and great chief editor. He just does an outstanding job. I hope you like what you listen to. My IT director, he does a lot of editing as well with Will. Matt, and, of course, Chantel, who does a lot of our uh, marketing work for us. Mancho from Cameroon, who does all our AV stuff for YouTube. And, of course, our wonderful executive producer, Mariah Weiss, who keeps us all tame and and together as a unit. And uh, we cannot do this without the Denver Press Club either. The Denver Press Club hosts us every week. I'm a proud member and uh, very happy that we are here every Wednesday. And I want to thank the staff. Carmen, the general manager. Bruce Goldberg, the president of the club. And, of course, the staff here, Mark and Will. Uh, the best bartenders and cooks around so if you are in the Denver metro area come by and see us on Wednesdays we'd love to see you with season two I just wanted to say listen talk love and wake up with a purpose every day to do something good and you just might be right down here with us in downtown Denver at the Denver Press Club as our topic of conversation thank you and good night